0: Up and all hope listeners, you're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi folks, old man Grognard here on a, a rainy Sunday for some reason. Ah, a little summer rain cools us off, I guess that's good. Ah, quite a night. Sometimes I sleep good, sometimes I don't. Anyway, here we are. I hope you're all doing well. And I had a thought. By the way, thanks for the feedback on the Victorious Review. Uh, You folks have really been good about doing the feedback sometimes and correcting me. And because I didn't know about the, the editing errors in the book... I didn't know who to blame. I know I didn't want to place it on the author. I didn't know if it was his editor or the publisher. Turns out it's the publisher. The publisher is supposed to use the right manuscript, and maybe they used an earlier draft. I don't know. But anyway, there it is, and there you are. So, what do we talk... Oh, I wanted to talk some more about GM screens, because I gave it another thought. A little background. Chuck Thorin, who does the Playing It Wrong podcast... Published on his blog, they might be gazebos, a list of gaming podcasts on Anchor, because there was none. Now, if you have Anchor on your phone, the app, you can search on there and look for your podcast that you want to listen to, but on its website, no such thing. Can't do it. I don't know why they haven't put a search function in there, but anyway, he managed to make a list of gaming podcasts that have been done or are being done, like mine. And I thank him for that. And one of them I found was Steve's Dice Roll Zine Ramblecast. And he talked about the issue of GM screens. And he wanted to get opinions on it. And he had some opinions from other people on there. They were very interesting, yay or nay. And I pretty much made up my, my mind where I fall on this. I want a GM screen. But there are certain drawbacks and I know this. One is I gotta be able to see it because I'm 61 and I use reading glasses. And two, I found out I use it more than I think I do because I thought it was just like a barrier and it's nice information on the inside just to, you know, do my GM thing. But I'm finding it, I'm finding I'm using the information on the inside more and more as I run, especially I especially was driven home to me in North Texas when I was running Gangbusters and they were asking me about, okay, what does a 38 do? So I had it right there on my screen and it's like, oh, well, 38 does this kind of damage. Okay, fine, cool. And I did that two or three times and it's like, well, maybe I need a screen more than for just being between the players and me. Because the downside of having a GM screen is space is always a premium for me at the table, being a GM, because I got a lot of stuff. So, that's important. And a GM screen, it it helps corral it, but at the same time, it's part part of the table I could use for something else. So, what I got from HammerDog, who makes really good generic GM screens, the ones where you just flip the inserts in or make your own or whatever they make a mini GM screen and this thing is let's take a look this thing is about it's got six panels for one which is a lot more than any other screen I've seen it's about four and a half by six and a half each panel and You can make your own inserts, which I have done. Or you can use index cards or whatever. You can write something in there and put it on there. And I I put some pretty pictures in the front. Makes pretty pictures, as Oddball would say. And what I do is, for a certain game, I just slip them in there. And from what i see, from what I found out, because I use this at the con, I could put it to the side here with all the information. And... If I have that and or a and a dice tower, actually the dice tower is even optional, because if it's on the side, I can still throw throw it against the screen. You know, I can do it that way. But if I have that and the dice tower, that opens my space up a bit, or quite a bit actually. I can see the players, and I got more room for my stuff, which is nice. Now, one of the reasons for using a GM screen. Is to keep the players from nosing in on your notes and stuff. But I've learned to like. I usually run pretty good pl- into pretty good players who who don't mess with my notes or anything like that. They're not. They're not. You know, looking around the screen. I had one guy who kept looking around the screen, and I shut that down real fast. And I'm not talking about the convention. This was in my right. What one of my regular groups? I think it was a Saturday group. Well, this. He ended up getting kicked out of the group anyway. But, you know, he would like peek around the corners. like, don't do that. Don't do that. You're not looking at my notes. Thank you. But I can also keep the notes in front of the little screen too. And it frees me more space for other stuff that I can... Because to me, it's always a matter of real estate. Table real estate. Especially in the round ones. As he said, especially in the round ones. You need as much space as you can get. And there's never enough. Because i got notes, I've got my tokens over here, I've got my dice, I've got sometimes my tablet if I'm playing sound effects and things like that. What I usually ended up doing is getting a chair or some other little table, or maybe a TV tray table, those wooden ones, those work real well, and set it next to me on the side for the rest of my stuff that I don't need right away. I don't know, I'm just that way. I'd like to... Run things with minimal stuff, but that's the way I am. You know, I just I, I just take everything that I think I'm going to need. That's why I reduce it down to a little a little pamphlet is what I do. I don't know if I talked this about this before, but whenever I prep, if I'm doing for a major game like for my group or for a con or something like that, I got these little pamphlets I use. They're little 12 page pamphlets Pamph- pamphlets that I make, I go over to Incompetech.com, remember that, Incompetech.com. That's where I get all the music and such for the podcast, but they also have a way of getting different kinds of graph papers, and you can print them out. And so, I get his hex paper, and I make a PDF of like, because I've got another PDF manipulation program on here where I can make copies of it and just put them into one pdf i've got one where it says two up where they're two up on a page or i just got singles with like 12 but anyway i i take say i take the the 12 page one what i do is i set it to booklet form and i print out two copies and then i fold them and staple them together and those little 12 page booklets are very handy for running a game because if i can reduce all my notes and everything into that book i even put like monster stats sometimes and hit points because it's a graph i do the graph paper so it's easier to mark easy to mark off hit points i've got i've got a place where i've drawn dungeons in there just in case, you know, copy over the dungeons. And I try and reduce it down to the, the bare minimum, and as far as notes go. So I don't have, like, my whole big, you know, all these combo books or a binder or something like that, which irritates the hell out of me. So that's the way I do that. Now, if I'm doing a sandbox, I have, I've never done a proper sandbox. I did the olive at my, my grand kids but I've never done a proper sandbox I always have some kind of plot I'm going to be reviewing the dark of hot springs island eventually because I do have a copy of that and I want to see he's got he's got a rather unique way well not unique but I don't know if it's unique but he's got a way of doing he's got a way of doing the island or a sandbox that I think that looks kind of interesting I'd like to try it where you basically give them the because I've also got the field guide book Where you give them the field guide and say, okay, some plot device of, okay, they're going to, they're working for this company. They got to go map the Islander, blah, 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 something like that. And they don't know what's on there. Instead of just saying, oh, there's an orc or there's an ogre or there's a cow or whatever. You just describe what you see because a lot of these things they've never seen before. And then they go look in the field book. And make notes. They're supposed to be making notes for the company or whatever. And that's how you do the sandbox with the encounters. And they're basically wandering around mapping the island. Okay, that's the plot right there. Not much of a plot, but they can get involved in other things. I got a, I can have other things going on where they can get involved in and get in trouble and blah 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 blah. You know, etc. etc. Yada yada. And it looks like a lot of fun. Now <laughs> When I go, when I use this, I'm going to be making a copy of the Field Guide because I did get PDFs of this stuff too. Because they ain't writing my, they ain't writing in my forty dollar book. I'm sorry, nope, no way. I will go over to Kinkos or Office Depot or wherever and get a color copy made, and they can write in that. Anyway, so that's my spiel. The grant what I think of this is the experiment because I'm going to use this mini gm screen exclusively for a while because i've made up some inserts i had inserts for astonishing swordsmen and sorcerers of hyperborea and gangbusters but i've just made some inserts for labyrinth lord and i'm working should have done pretty soon a inserts for swords and wizardry and maybe basic dnd i don't know you know real cyclopedia dnd i'm not sure but that's what I'm working on right now and it seems to be working fine so that's what I'm going to do I'll let you know how it, how it goes and if you've got any comments or questions on this I'd like to hear from you you can either leave a voicemail here on Anchor or you can write me at oldmangrognard at gmail.com so it's the start of the day and I hope you guys have a really good day out there